This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Anyway, it was excellent seeing that collaboration yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. So now you guys have been, you've become guys who are doing the covers. The known cover was amazing. Let's talk a little bit about that. Mm. It was very cool. We, I love the song. I love Torin Wells. Love him. I love his music. I love his writing. I love his production. I love everything about him. Um, and that was one of my favorite songs. And so again, it, there wasn't, there's no deep story behind Known. It was just, hey, we love this song. Let's do a cover. So we did one. It's so unusual, it's frightening. You see right through the mess inside me. Call me out to pull me in. You tell me I can start again, and I don't need to keep on hiding. I'm fully known and loved by you. You won't let go, no matter what I do. And it's not one or the other. It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known, fully known and loved by you. I'm fully known and loved by you. It's so like you to keep pursuing. Um, but before we put it out, we were actually in the States and the youth conference we were at, Turnwells was a guest. So we got to meet him, hang out Whoa. with him. Let him know, hey, we're doing a cover. We don't want to get YouTube strikes or anything. He was like, go for it. Um, so, yeah, so we were, that was really cool for both of us to be able to meet him. And, and then we put it out. I know we had already put it out. No, we hadn't. Yeah. So it was very, that was very cool. So we did that one. And then uh, more recently, we did The, the Blessing. The Blessing, yeah. Yeah, when The Blessing. And first of all, how has the, 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 have the responses of those things shocked you? Because I know you first started by sort of doing a series on marriage. Yeah, the Sucre series. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which was a whole different side of you. Yeah, yeah, which we'll, we'll continue to do, I think, as the Lord leads. I mean, one of the things we'd said when we started our YouTube channel is we're not going to be those Friday 4 p.m. check for a new video. I find one of the things about social media that can be a harm is um, when you're under pressure to say things, mm-hmm. you, you can end up saying nothing because mm-hmm. it's just the clock is ticking. It's time for me to say something now. Um, so... We had done a few of those and then we did the covers. I think what was so fun for me personally is, I mean, I've known Alan for seven years now and I've heard him sing, I've heard him play. Of course, he's in our band um, at church. Alan is hands down without comparison, such a better musician than me. Like in every sense, he's a, he's better at playing his instrument. He's better at arrangements. He's better at, he's so, he is a gift to me, to our team. Um, and it's funny because I'd always said I will I do not want to marry a musician because <laughs> two musicians under one roof is just that's a lot, you know, but he's such a blessing and he's so humble. 
Like Alan is so much better than you think he is. And he, you know, um, recently for his birthday, I had some friends of his send in videos to appreciate him. And uh, Christian from Milele, one of the things that he said, and I just thought, man, that is so true. He said, he said, Alan does not feel the need to make sure you know how gifted he is. Mm. And I was like, that's so true. Even when he joined our church, again, because we never wanted to look like, well, he's married the worship leader, so he just gets this, you know, opportunity shot yeah, yeah. and open door into positions that in our church, you know, you, you there are processes before you get to the stage. Like, and so we were very adamant, kind of like my parents were with me. We also felt, and Alan very much agreed to the wisdom of, it can't just be, well, I've married Beck, so now I'm coming to join the band and lead worship and do all the things. It's like, you still got to go through our leadership training course the way everyone else does. You have to do all these things. So for the first year, Alan was in our church. He was on our tech team, our sound team. He didn't touch an instrument, didn't sing a note. Mm. Um, he was on the tech team and he, was, he went through our leadership class and then joined the band and just went through the process the way everyone else has. And I think by the time he got to the band, even though I had been very like, you guys don't even know <laughs> this guy is gifted. As people started seeing this man, is good. Hmm. I think what it did was build so much respect in their hearts. Cause it's like, he didn't come in like you guys, I could play circles mm. around this whole band. And the truth is he could, he mm. could play circles around the whole band. Um, but he just came in, he's so helpful. He's so encouraging. I mean, the level he's taken us as a band to has been incredible. So I think for me, the response to our covers, what's been so fun for me is seeing people realize Shocked. how well I <laughs> can sing. It's <laughs> like, yo, this brother can actually So that's been super fun. We kind of laugh though, that it's like, we put out a cover and guys are like, eh, Banze Sucre. And I'm like, I also sing on this song, people. Like I also say, hey, those friends, fire, buona, And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm not denying, but also uh, like, 
it's even me I sing some yeah. nice ones. Anyway, but it's it really has been fun to see yeah. the response to him and he's very easy to work with. I think the blessing was amazing. And I think yeah. they're getting better. Not to say that they weren't good, yeah. but I'm just like, yo. We're learning. We're learning each other. Yeah. We're learning how better to work together. Mm. Yeah, so we're we're it's fun. Okay, just two more questions and then we are adios. All right. You talked about um when you went to the states together, mm-hmm. was it a tour? Was it go music? Of course you went to see hey, for tour wapi. Man, I'm just a humble little worship leader. <laughs> it was not a tour. We went for a youth conference mm-hmm. um, and then to see family. It's the first time in 13 years my family has been together in the States. Um, and so it was su- such a blessing that um, we were able to go. We traveled to a couple of states mostly to see family, but the purpose of our going was to go to a, a youth conference at um, at Life Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we, we really went to kind of understudy the... Um, the creative side of things and then my younger sister and her husband went because they are our high school leaders yep. so they got to learn a lot about conference and how these guys they I mean it's a huge great conference so that was really cool that we got to do that I'm I, I, like of you course said, you sang in, in in the process no you didn't no you didn't no. give them all this awesomeness no I, uh, first they- of all <laughs> I don't even think they like Please, Torin Wells was there. Who is Rebecca Dawn? Honestly, it's like, hey, let let's let the man do this thing. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm not I'm not known in America at all. It it, it doesn't matter. Just okay. swing them your. I went to learn okay. and to receive. It okay. was my first season away from church in a long time. So me, I was just there, hands lifted, <laughs> tears like. If the mic rings, it's not my problem. <laughs> if something goes wrong, it's <laughs> someone else. To oh, okay, okay, I get. It. I, I understand. It was so refreshing. Let me say, I think you're always learning. May you, may you continue that, but may you also get, you know, here your the, the appreciation has started coming, and I'm not saying that you're doing it for the appreciation, but you're also gifted. The songs are being received well. I'm interviewing you not because. I'm here to I'm, I'm we're friends. Yeah, because I'm like, this, this jams are good. The music is good and I want people to know that that that's happened. So uh, in this corona season, you know the guys are like corona is such a I'm like, no, in this corona season, may you break barriers of even traveling. Amen. But I have to say, I mean I have traveled a bit with Alan. We went to we were brought to Musically. Yeah, well it's 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 musically like we, we were in Thailand. We were asked to go to Thailand a couple of years ago for a concert. Um, oh, she, nice. Four concert. Yeah. Chevelle had done the one the year before. So then they had asked her for a recommendation. So she was like, call up Rebecca. But it was also to do um, training. I'm honestly, with you, I'm much more passionate about the training, the training. And yeah, it, I know, get it. I think for me, and I'm going to tie this in with what I was sharing before, because one of the things I do hear a lot, you know, people are like, Rebecca, you've I've, I've been on my team at church for 20 years. I've been producing now for 2008 till now is how many years? 12 years. You know, I've been producing for 12 years. I've been songwriting. Um, I've written I've written more songs than I can count. And that's not exaggerating it. Um, mm. For every song that's public, there's 30 songs no one's ever yep. heard. Um, and so sometimes I do get that comment of, man, you've, you've put in so much work. Like, And it's true. And I mean, may God's will be done through me and, and whatever he wants me to do. But there are two things. Number one is I will never stand on a higher platform than Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Mm-hmm. Nothing will ever give me a greater honor because, you know, it's it's easy to feel like oh if, if you were called by like when we were called to do I've I've curtain raised for Don Moen and 
you know, cool. Th those mm. are cool. I love that. I pray I get to do more stuff like that. That's awesome. But to me, the height, the peak of my calling is leading worship on Sunday morning with my church. Nothing will be great. Nothing will give me a, a greater sense of mm. Monday I've arrived than that. Um, but the second thing is for real, for real, for real. Richie, I'm not lying. That, I am. I am it's more. It's not that the camera is on. That no. it, that is deep. I because let me tell you why I feel that. Honestly, Richie, I feel like anybody can rock a stage, especially a a Don Moen stage, a Kirk Franklin stage, a, a this gig stage. Mm. Anybody can do. Anybody wants. It's easy. That's an easy stage to stand on. Mm. But your your church uh -huh, stage. I get what you're saying. This is a pastor who has been given the mandate by God to shepherd these people. He has an, he will give an account for who he's exposed them to, who he's like for a pastor to give you their stage, their stage. I mean, obviously it's yeah, God's, yeah. but you know, for, for them to say, come and minister here, that to me, it's like, there is no higher honor. Do I want to go sing with Kirk on some? That yes. would be awesome. I would love to do that. But the fact that my pastor week after week and trusts me with this, or even like the year before last, we did our first ever creative conference for creative teams from churches. I mean, any creative can come, but specifically, mm. I mean, Richie, that is, that is the peak to me so far of what I would call success mm. to be able to now help others, inspire others, speak into others. Sundays get, they don't give me butterflies in the same way because this is my yep, home. This yep, is my, yep. but there's just an, there's an honor. But the second reason I was going to say is because there's a story in scripture and I'm going to butcher this story. I should have looked this up. Um, I should probably look this up before, <laughs> I, before I butcher it. Alan was later. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yes. Okay. So I was going to say my point number two. Um, there's a scripture in 2 Samuel 18, and, and this is where I kind of feel like it's all tying together. And there's a story where there's, there's a message that needs to be sent from, from the fields of war back to the palace. And there's a young man who is, the Bible says he was young and he was strong and he was fast. And so the head of the army gives the message to one man, but there's a young man who also wants to go. And he tells the head of the army, he's like, can I also go? And he says, yeah, go. So the man, the Bible says, overtakes. Now the messenger that has been sent, the young man overtakes him and gets to the king first. But when he gets to the king, he doesn't have the message. He doesn't have it. What he had was strength and speed, <laughs> but he didn't have a message. And so for me, I look back over the last 20 years that I've I've served on the worship team in and out. I've talked at conferences. I've written songs. I've produced artists. I've produced myself. You know, now I'm with my husband. Just the journey over these years. And when, when the Lord put it in my heart as a 17-year-old girl, teach the nations to worship. It would have been so easy at that point to say, all right, I got it. Got my vision. Got mm -hmm. my calling. Let me go do it. 
But I think the last 20 years have been getting the message. There's a scripture in Acts where the Bible says that the Pharisees were in awe of Peter and John because, or was it Peter and Paul? Look at me narrating the word again. Let's just say the disciples. There's a scripture in Acts where the Bible says the Pharisees were in awe of the disciples because the Bible says that the scripture says they spoke with, and the Greek word there is gravitas. Mm. It means mm. weight. And the Bible says that the Pharisees said, these men are not educated. Mm-hmm. They're not trained. How is it that they're speaking such heavy words? And this is what I think is some of the danger of being a young generation that has speed, that has strength, that has passion, that has energy, is do you have a message? Do you actually have something to say? Or are you gonna get to the king and the king's gonna say, what's the message? And you don't know because all you had was energy. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have weight. You don't have anything to say. And so I feel, I just see the hand of God through my life from piano lessons, Kiswahili lessons, and singing the back row of the choir as an alto in Hillsong, and being part of album recordings then, and working with Kanji and Aaron, and coming through all these experiences have brought me to now, I feel like a place where when I speak to other worship leaders, there's a weight now for, this isn't something I've just done for a year or two years. This is a life I have been living and am still in the process, ever in the process, making progress in my process. Yes, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still getting better. Um, as a matter of fact, I just started school last week. I, I, I just went back to school and I'm, I'm now doing a course in apologetics nice. and uh, Bible study because we're always learning and I'm excited about that. And I just feel like it's very important to not lose sight of the main thing when all the in all the lights and oh your name and everyone knows and 3.3 million views i mean to god be all of the glory for all of that but lord may i continue to grow and become better and yeah let me say this as well and i think this is i i i just said it right now but i want to say it again in a different light you've spent all this time sharpening the tool mm. and this is where i was coming from with the, with with the conversation of you didn't sing the, the the more we become mature as Christians and begin to understand that this message that God has called us to maybe speak to people, a lot of times I see musicians putting down the tool, which is the music, mm. so that they because they are holding uh, the word. Mm. So I see some musicians become pastors. Mm. I see some musicians now do Easter digital training mm. and you forget not knowing that music is the arrowhead mm. music penetrates hearts religion race name mm. it so easily mm. and if you look at it just as the tool mm. that opens up or attracts people to then hear the true message that it is that you want mm. to to give it's it's different than looking at it like oh, i'm using this music so that they can all come and scream my name and give me glory yeah so it's a balance and what I'm, what I'm just trying to say is that you have been really sharpening this tool, building the sharpest axe. Now you're just going to look at the tree and you're going to be like, don't worry. I'm a... <laughs> anyway, but, but that's between you you and God. Mm-hmm. But, I, but what I'm just trying to say is that hands down, people are watching this because of your music. Mm-hmm. People are watching this interview. Oh, for sure. It's like how the scripture says your gifts will prepare the way for you in front exactly. of the king. Exactly. Not mm-hmm. for you to tell the king, Rusha Mikono Jew. Exactly. <laughs> As a... As a thank, first of all, thank you so much for the conversation that we've been having. I feel so enlightened. I feel like there's so much wisdom that you've shared. And you've shared it not even knowing it's wisdom. You think it's just normal. <laughs> but there's so much of your own life that you've poured. Yeah. Um, 
just as a, do you have an idea of where you're headed to? Do you have an idea of what are your plans? I've heard you talk a lot about trainings, mm. uh, creative. This I've heard you use the word media and creative a lot. Mm. What can people look forward to, or what's where do you see yourself going in the next phase? Um, you can expect to see me at church this Sunday. That's where I know I'll be. <laughs> I I can't say I have any. I can't say I have any grand plans for the future. Which is cool. My plan is to be faithful now, to be faithful today. And as God opens doors, I'll walk through them. Um, I do, I mean, we have we have a couple of new songs that are, or old songs that have been revamped, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. are hopefully gonna come out soon. I don't know when, soon. Um, for sure, I'll be doing more worship songs you know, in albums with our church, um, Bethu's new album. I'm working on that one. Nice. As we speak. Yes, that one's coming. As do, well. do, were you part of the? Did you sing any song on the album? No, I didn't sing any song. I just did uh, the sound engineering. Sound huh? engineering for that one, and then um, yeah, working on it now with him and the team, and love it. I I really feel like this is what God has called me to outside of my church. I, I feel such a passion for the local church and worship teams, worship music in our country. If you look at if you look at any of the most influential worldwide world known music right now, gospel music, it's all local church based. Mm -hmm. It's all worship teams who are passionate. You know, and as I said before when when Jesus was on earth and he said, I will build my church on this rock and even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The only thing Jesus is actively building is his church. And so if you want to be guaranteed success in whatever it is you're doing, lock it in with the church because the church, nothing will prevail against it. And so I'm very passionate about church music, worship music, worshipers, um, people who are writing anthems for the body of Christ, whether that be locally, you know, Swahili songs that our Kenyan brothers and some of our neighboring countries can sing or English songs that could go worldwide or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, also vernacular songs. We've now produced two albums, one in South Sudan uh, with the Kachipo tribe uh, in South Sudan. It's fully, uh, it's, it's written in Kachipo, their language.
and um, it's beautiful. It's their own praise and worship songs. We flew in a crew uh, and recorded the full album, and then we just recorded with Alan, actually. We went to uh, the rainforest of Madagascar, and we recorded the Betsimisaraka tribe in Madagascar. What? How does that even happen? Uh, a helicopter. No, no, they called you. Um, they just like it's through our connection with churches. Oh yes, uh, our church plans. Yeah, mm. so, so it's such a gift. Again, I, I I think there is something powerful about people praising the Lord in their own language. <laughs> So those albums are on iTunes and all digital platforms. You can get both of them. They're really, really good. Beautiful, beautiful music. Um, Let me ask you, this Corona season that we're in, mm. how has that affected what you do, worship leading? Uh, uh, how has that affected... I mean, we know how it's affected church. And today we've just probably received an announcement from the president because they are beginning to ease that. But yeah. how, how has this season been when you couldn't physically gather? And that's what we knew church as. Yeah, I think like every other church, we've missed our in-person gatherings. There, there, nothing can replace that, you know, being with people, being with one another. So for sure, we've missed that. Um, it's, it's been different. We have a, a, a small team myself. My husband and um, Pastor Kev, my co-leader, we're the team right now who are leading worship in our online service. Um, it's great. We, we're loving it, although we miss our big team. We miss our dancers and our choir and our singers and everybody, for sure. But at the same time, for us, it's been, it's, it's been wonderful to see the power of relationship. Um, you know, we're a small group based church that we always say the life of our church is in its cells. Um, the same way in your body, the life of your body is in your cell groups. And, and that's how we are at NLC. We have our small groups, which we call cells. And so just a, a couple of individuals who come together. Yeah, a few individuals who come together, study the word, do life together, really. It's very much a mentoring discipleship uh, forum. That's how that's how we bring in our discipleship is through those forums. And so even when the in-person gatherings were have been closed for this season, we haven't uh, what we haven't seen is that it has affected our small groups because I'm still in relationship with my leader. I'm in a small group. My husband and I are in a small group. So our leader is calling us, checking in on us. How are we doing? Praying with us. Thank God for technology, Zoom. We've had small groups, you know, every week we're having our small group on Zoom. Mm -hmm. We're together, we're praying together. We lead, I lead a small group of ladies. Alan leads a small group, a subgroup of men. We're in c contact with them. So we found for us, you know, that, that there's been such a strength in that, in this season. Um, 
so blessed by how our church has just looked around at their communities, how they can give, serve, take care of. We've got cell groups that are feeding families that have lost their jobs every day, feeding them lunch. Some cells have adopted prisons, bringing them soap and things that they might, you know, really need, especially in this season. Um, we've got a young mother's home that our church takes care of, an elderly home, you know, that we've just bringing them food for months. And because, you know, in seasons like this, donations will go down, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, because people are in it's, this is a serious time of need. So it's been such it's been such a blessing to be able to still give and sow and care and shine the light in this darkness. So musically, um, yeah, I was going to ask that because creatively things have changed as well for you guys. Yeah. Uh, we, we, so we've, we, we have our online services. We, um, they're very short. We, our pastors were super wise. I believe they, uh, they, they looked at how much it costs our average church member, uh, in, in fair to get to church on Sundays. And then we based the length of our services off of how much bundles would cost. And is it the same amount as bundles as fair would be to make sure we're not stretching any of our congregants mm -hmm. past what they would be able to do normally. But on top of our online services, we also have what we call a service guide where we have written out the lyrics to every song, um, the word that's preached that Sunday, a kid's house guide. So if you're at home with your kids and you want to take them through the kids lesson, that's all sent via WhatsApp as well every weekend. So even Whoa. if you can't access the online service, you still have the entire service guide. Everything we've taught and has been learned, you know, um, you have it in your WhatsApp. So you, you, you can access all of that as well. So that's that's been really cool for our creative team it's pushed us we have mm -hmm. a very small good, yeah. team uh -huh. yeah so it's pushed us uh in a great way I, I remember years and years and years ago when i was really really young this man came to our church and i don't know if you guys have ever seen this kind of like it's a, like a toy a doll that's stretchy like you can pull its mm. arm and you can pull its legs and you can stretch it out and he had one of those dolls and I never forget we were in City Stadium and he had, had this doll and he pushed out his arm. And he's like, God's gonna stretch you. But as he pulled it out, the, the, the example he was making is that now that those arms had been stretched out, they can hold so much more. And he was saying, when you are stretched, your capacity is enlarged. Mm. And that's what we found as a team is we are being stretched, but our capacity is being enlarged. Um, so that's been awesome. I, I'm really proud of our online services. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of what the team's doing but again we also are humble to know we're not the ones the creative team are not the ones who are holding it down during this season you know we're for sure we're providing um the church service to the congregants and that's important and valuable and worthy of such you know honor um but really it's our small group leaders our pastors and christ ultimately who's mm -hmm. holding his church in this season so we've been so humbled to be a part of that in our small way of doing our online services um, so that's, that's been great. We've, we've, for, for what it is, we've loved that God has enabled us to be able to do this. Of course, we can't wait to get back to our loud Onaga <laughs> jumping around and they'll see crazy wild praise. Like if y'all ever want crazy wild praise, come to Lighthouse. It's fire. It's so much fun. Okay. I've got to ask, I promise two last questions. <laughs> so, um, one, it's as one of the things that I've struggled to get onto the playhouse is women to come on board. Mm. And I understand it because of the the environment, the media and environment and how it can be just sort of yeah. abusive towards women, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive, even physically abusive to mm. women in terms in in the in the name of extracting content. Mm. Um so what would you say to women? And then lastly, 
um, just as a part in short, you have, I don't want to say you've done your time, but you've done your time. <laughs> you've been in this um, worship ministry, gospel industry, long enough to be able to say something to the next generation of mm. musicians coming. Mm. I think those are the, the, the two last things that mm. I feel like I'd kindly ask you to speak about. Okay. Well, for ladies and women, you know, who are in, in this space and in this field, um, someone asked me some months ago, how have I, how have I, hey, how have I, <laughs> how have I dealt with haters? And my honest response is I hardly have, like I, it's, it's, I haven't really experienced, um, people being mean or malicious or, um, anything like that. The only time I really came under it was Alan and I had done an interview for a TV station, a show, and it's not, it's not a gospel show or TV station. And so we, it was a great interview. Like the, our interviewer was awesome. We got to tell our story. We had a lot of fun. We played a couple of games. It was great. I was really happy with it. Um, and then the comment section um, of that particular episode was, I was really surprised to be honest, because I haven't, other than that, I haven't had people all up in my inbox like, I don't know, you're fat or whatever mm. the case may be. But in this one, I was so surprised with not just leveled at me, leveled at Alan, like for you just married her for a green card or, you know, get this white Whoa. woman out of our country. Or, and then they would be very explicit in how they would describe some of those. And by far, it was not the majority. And, you know, and this is the sometimes the challenge is. A hundred people said something nice and one person yep. said something mean and that's all you see is, oh my gosh, they said that. And I told Alan, honestly, because a couple of people were concerned for me, like, are, are you okay? These are really mean things people are saying about my weight, my race, um, Alan, are interracial, um, just time wasters who have nothing better to do than, you know. And so someone was very concerned, like, Rebecca, are you okay? And I was telling them, honestly, genuinely. I was not in any way um, hurt or I, I didn't feel bad. I felt bad for those people. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, you are. Imagine you've taken the time to write the yeah, negative. And you know how the, you know, how, there's a phrase that says hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. So for me, okay, you haven't hurt me, but you've shown me you're hurt. Mm -hmm. Like you're deeply hurt. Mm. So I kind of felt bad for that. But I think one of the reasons I didn't feel shaken by it is I am so, I have such a strong circle around me that I am so secure, if that makes mm, sense. It does. In my husband, in my pastors, in my team, in my, you know, my circle of friends. It's not a large circle, but it's a strong circle. And so my encouragement for women, for anybody, but especially for women, is never, ever, ever look for your identity in your giftings, mm -hmm. in your abilities. That's not where your identity comes from. And if it does, if you, if you live by the praise of people, you'll die by their critiques. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement for women is just get a strong soul curl around you. It doesn't have to be a big one. It doesn't have to be big to be strong, but get a strong circle of people that when they come and say, in fact, I even, I remember I put out a post on my social media because one of the most repetitive negative comments was about my weight. Mm -hmm. and they're like, this chick is fat. And I'm sitting there like, well, I am. I, I, I know you probably meant that to hurt me, but you know, let's not lie. I'm not the skinniest thing that ever walked the face <laughs> of the earth. It's all right. Um, and I think sometimes people level arrows at you thinking they're going to hurt you. But it's like, you know, 
I am white. He is black. We are married. Like, you're not saying anything that, you know. Yeah. You, but more than that, if someone ever did say something, like the comments that really got me were when people were like, oh, he just married her for a green card. I was mm -hmm. like, actually, the reverse is probably true. I'm probably like, please give me citizenship. Please give me citizenship. I want to be a Kenyan. Please, please, please. Um, but what helps in that is I can come back to my circle and be like, oh, I faced this out there. And you've got people that are just hold you down. Like, it's like water off a duck's back. They don't know. It's mm. okay. Um, so I don't. I, I would just say have have a really strong circle around you, a, a strong support system. Um, that when 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 the arrows fly, you, your shield mm. is ready to just rebuff all of that. And for the up and comers, for the next generation, oh man, we could sit here for another hour. I have so much <laughs> to say. Um, one of the things that I've I've noticed in the last few years is that there seems to be such a negative narrative about the church. Just generally, the church. Mm -hmm. Not a particular church, just the church. And, you know, I know people have faced some legit church wounds and some legit uh, church hurt. And it saddens my heart because, again, I feel like Satan will do anything he can do to, dis to disconnect you from that which has already been spoken. He will not prevail against. Mm -hmm. Like, if he already knows, Jesus himself said you will not win against the church, then I feel like one of his biggest ploys will be to disconnect you from that because he knows that's not gonna fail. And I see that happen. I've seen it over these many years. I mean, Richie, you've said, I've been around a very long time. Um, oh, gee! <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna call myself old, but you know what I'm saying. And one of the sad things I've seen is the rise and fall of, you know, people come in, they, they make such a splash and they're like, oh, this person, oh, and then they kind of fade off. and. And it happens over and over and over. Or you see people in this church and then they're in this church and then in this church. And, you know, I, I, I can never, I don't know everybody's stories. And, and even the few stories that sometimes I get to hear, it's sad sometimes what people go through. But what I would encourage the generation that's coming after mine and after me is be wary of the enemy. He's going from the Garden of Eden his ploy was to get Eve to doubt her authority, to doubt the plan of God. When God said, don't touch this, the Bible says later that Eve saw that it was good. You can see something is good, that doesn't necessarily mean it's God. Mm. And I think this generation mm. is very quick to say, well, this looks good to me. This makes sense to me. And, the, and you have a serpent in your ear saying, if you eat this, you're gonna get wise. Or I, I think about the story of um, Abraham and Lot or Abram and Lot when they were when they were parting ways and Abram told Lot you pick Choose. first yep and the bible says that Lot saw that the plains by Sodom and Gomorrah were green and fertile and so he chose that land and Abraham went into the wilderness but Abraham found his promise in the wilderness Lot ended up being destroyed mm. because he was he what what drew him was the appeal of this place looks fertile this place looks green i can do well here this place looks successful. This place, I mean, it's not just green. Sometimes it's, I see the green yeah. <laughs> on this side. Let me go pitch my tent near the place of compromise, near the place of, and you end up being destroyed by that. And so my encouragement is, you know, don't, don't be afraid of locking in to what Jesus said he's passionate about building. That's his bride. And Richie, the fact is I could sit here and point out the flaws in your bride. I could. Mm. 
someone could come to Alan and say, let me tell you all the things wrong with your wife. And some of them might even be true. Mm. But there is something that's going to rise in you, Richie. If I come and start saying, you know, your wife <laughs> has this and this and this and this. As a husband, you're going to rise and be like, yo, that's my bride you're talking about. And I feel like there's something in the heart of Jesus that's like, hey, I'm not saying she's perfect, but that's my bride you're talking about. Mm. That's my beloved bride. And so connect, connect to the church, serve in the church. Everybody should have a place where they're everybody, where they're the same as everybody else. This thing of, oh, I'm, I'm above and me, I don't carry chairs, you know, go somewhere where you carry chairs, go somewhere where people are, hey, are you, how, how are you doing? How's your life? How's your tithing? How's your giving? Are you healthy? Are you strong? Mm. Hey, I've seen this in you. I, I think you need to make this adjustment in your life. I, don't be afraid of that because that's the process that leads to greatness. And I'd rather be here for the long haul than have my five minutes of everyone knows my name and then I'm gone. And I think it's very easy to, to go after what Jesus put down. And what I mean by that is the Bible says that before Jesus died, he took on a robe and he washed his disciples' feet. Mm. He put on a towel. And then when he was at the when he was on the cross, the Bible says that the soldiers were at the feet of the cross bartering over his outer garment. And if you study that garment, the Bible says that it did not have a seam. In, 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 in the cultural context of the day, what a man wore, his outer garment identified his station in life. And only wealthy men had seamless outer coats. Mm. And these people, these soldiers were at the feet of the cross bartering over what Jesus took off. And I find that it's so easy for us to do this. We're at, we're playing games at the foot of the cross. We are fighting over the prestige, the position, the, the acknowledgement, the, you know, the, the, this coat symbolizes that this is a wealthy man. This is something that symbolizes greatness. And that's what we're fighting over. And we're not putting Jesus. The Bible says he took off his outer, read it. When he washes his disciples feet, the Bible says he took off his outer garment and he put on a towel. I feel like we have to do the same thing. And the generation coming after me, this is what I would encourage. Take off the outer garment and put on a towel. Start washing, start serving, start, stop asking, where can I minister and start asking, where can I serve? Where can I wash feet? Where can I get involved? What, what, what is my church doing? You know, uh, uh, the other day I was telling my husband, someone was making this point on social media about where is the church during coronavirus? And I was telling my husband, I can tell that <laughs> person is not in a church <laughs> because all you have to do is pick up the phone and call your pastor and say, Hey pastor, what are we doing? Man, we're involved in so many different places and not just NLC, all of our churches. All churches like it's true. incredible. So get involved in a local church. Stop bartering over what Jesus took off and start looking for what Jesus put on. You know, in our leadership school, it's one of my favorite things ever. When you graduate from our leadership school, you graduate with a towel. You're given a towel. That's your diploma. And literally when you graduate, the pastors come put this towel in your hand and say, now you've been trained. Now go wash the feet of the world. That's graduation. That's you've graduated to be a servant. And I and I feel like as worship leaders, as songwriters, you know, as as you know, I was I was even telling y'all earlier when one of those seasons the camera was off and we were having our own little rabbit trails. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the of the phrase worship leader because the Bible says in Romans chapter verse one, here's what I want you to do. This is a message paraphrase. It says, Here's what I want you to do, God helping you 
take your everyday life, your ordinary life, your eating, drinking, going, walking around life and place it before the Lord. That is your spiritual act of worship. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter one, God is speaking to his, uh, to his people and he says, why the frenzy of these sacrifices without righteousness? Why the blood of bulls and rams without obedience? Who asked this of you for you to trample my courts? Here's what I want you to do. The message says, here's what I want you to do. Go home, wash your hands, clean up your lives. I feel that God is looking for worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth. If you look up the word truth in the Greek word, it's the word reality. Mm. Jesus said, I'm looking for people who worship in reality. And y'all, I'm just going to say it on a stage under lights. That's not reality. <laughs> it's true. That's even Sunday morning. That's, that's not, not reality. That's our escape from reality. This is where we get to escape our boss and rent and, and life and just go get filled, get refreshed, get in, get encouraged. And then we go back out to reality. And Jesus is saying the worshipers I'm looking for are there. They're the worshipers in their WhatsApp groups. They're the worshipers when someone comes with a bad report about leadership and authority. Monthly, can you believe he did this? This is where Jesus is looking for a worshiper. Someone who's going to say, I'm lifting high the name of Jesus and I'm lifting high the praise of Jesus and I'm going to glorify God. And what I say and do it, I always tell my team, if you call yourself a worship leader, you're literally saying, I am a lifestyle leader because my worship is my life. You show me how you live, I'll tell you who you worship. Mm. It's not about songs. Yep. Songs, anybody can write and anybody can sing as long as you have some modicum of talent. What Jesus wants is people who are living lives. And for the generation that's coming after us, I mean, man, we've got talented people. Mm. Gifted, oh, like so good, but that's not enough. It's not enough. God wants people who are pursuing him in the everyday, ride the matatu, go to school, someone irritates you, the house up is late, <laughs> any corona, wear the mask, oh my goodness, it, life is hard. That's where Jesus is saying, this is the worshipers the Father is seeking. So if you're saying I'm a worship leader, you're literally telling me I can mimic your life. I can follow how you live because that's what God said is, I don't, I don't desire your sacrifice without obedience, without righteousness. That's why all those many years ago, I never put out my album is because I don't want to be guilty of singing a message. I'm not living. I don't want to be guilty of, 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 of preaching water. I'm drinking wine. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like for the guys that are coming up after us, if you want that weight, if you want that gravitas, if you want that influence, not just I'm influential as in I have, you know, a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Jesus is not going to be proud of you for your Instagram followers. He's going to be proud of you for being good and being faithful with whatever. And if that means lead worship in your small group unknown for the next 15 years, are you willing to do that? Mm. If that means I'm going to serve in my church. And that's why Richie, when you ask me, where are you in the next 10 years? I don't know. Yep. What I know is you'll find me at the feet of Jesus. You'll find me and my husband serving, just saying, where can we pick up a towel? What can we do? Where is the need? And if the need is for us to worship and sing and lead, we'll do that. But also if the need is for us to go do a prison outreach that there's no cameras and there's no whatever, and they even tell you, leave your phones outside. Any, this isn't even an Instagrammable ministry. I'll do that. You know, if it's following up my little, I mean, I have six girls in my small group, six girls. They're my life. It's like, I have to call them, follow them, mentor them, disciple them. That's what I'll, I pray that's what I'll be doing. Mm. Yes, I teach conferences. Yes, our church does, you know, we're, we're trying to raise up. We believe in raising up the next generation very much. 
I pray that whatever I'm doing, I believe it will be somehow locked into that. And so for the people who are coming later, don't buy into the lie of the enemy. Don't buy into this thing of, well, if I just get together with two of my friends on Sunday morning and have coffee, that's church. Mm-mm. No, that's, that's a small group and that's powerful. But you have to have a place where you are accountable, a place where you are connected. Connected. You have to have a place where you serve, where you have no titles. You don't have, you know, the, the verified blue tick by your name. Like it's just, I'm just here like everyone else to be a part of the body of Christ to do what I'm being asked to do. And also the one people don't like, that you're under authority. Exactly. Or that you're submitted to authority. Submitted to authority. Only when your leader comes and tells you, hey, I just feel like you should be in a quiet season for the next few months. And you're not there like, hey, do you know this song the Lord has given me? And they're like, okay, hey, let me, sure, let me let me do that. Let me, man, there's, there's power in that. And you know, sometimes people have asked me like, Rebecca, have you never been hurt in your church? Like, have you never been offended by your pastors or by your leaders? Have you never had someone disappoint you? Yes, but what family doesn't have that story? Mm. You show me a perfect family. Like, we all have those stories of, I have been that leader more often than I have experienced that leader. Mm-hmm. I have been the leader that has caused frustration. We're all in a process. We're all learning. If Jesus didn't want people to be the head of his church, he wouldn't have set us up. It's his design. Mm. We're all learning. So I know that's a lot, but practice your skill. Get connected. Be open to critique. You know, I, I, one of the things I find this generation says a lot, I said it a lot too, so let me not. Let me not make it like a next generation problem. It's a human problem. All of us have faced <laughs> yeah. it. Um, is God gave it to me. That's a big problem. Well, you know, I wrote this song, God gave me this song. You're almost like saying you can't critique it because if you critique this, you're critiquing God. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's like when someone comes and tells you, man, that chorus is strong, but your, your, your bridge is really weak and your verses have something else. God gave me this song. We have to stop that behavior and be like, sure, God might have inspired it. Sure, God is in you, of course. But can you grow? Can you be teachable? Can you learn? Can you, you know, advance and, and not try and hide everything behind? Well, God told me this. Maybe he did. But you have to realize when you pull the God card, that is yep. the highest card <laughs> yep. there is. Nothing's higher than that. So if you're wrong, hey, you've just said God was wrong. It's like, but see, God told you. Or another one is... I'm praying about it. If you're praying about it, pray about it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't be exactly. like, I'm praying about it as a way of, Excuse. don't disturb me. Yes. Leave me alone. Yes. I'm not in the mood of doing that now. Yeah. And and I mean, it's a, it's not always easy. It's easy. For, I can sit in front of this camera and, and do an interview and make it sound like church life is just get connected. It's, a, it's people. It's people doing life <laughs> with people. And that's real. You know, sheep. Sheep are sheep. It doesn't matter which church you go to. Sheep are sheep. And and sheep make messes and things are going to happen. And, and that's just how it is. But yep. the, 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 the blessing of being connected. You know, we had a pastor come to our church years ago and say, one grape does not make wine. It does not matter how sweet and how healthy and how great <laughs> that grape is. There is no value in one grape alone. Your value is in the cluster. Your value is when together you join and together you're pressed and together God brings new wine out of you. God brings something new. That's my, my strength isn't just Rebecca Dawn is a great song leader. My strength is Alan and Pastor Kevin and George and Toro and my singer Andrew and Steve, my band. These, there's a blessing in this cluster. I belong in this cluster. Can God give me my own songs, my Rebecca Dawn? Of course he can and he will and he has. 
but my blessing comes in being in the midst. So get connected. I mean, I, I just feel it so strongly. Just get connected. If you're hurt, if you're wounded, if you've experienced some sort of betrayal or confusion, my honest, my honest prayer for you is that if there is not an open door to go back and find out and, and, and heal and work things out, then in the next step that you take, my honest prayer is that you guard what, what creates life. You guard it. Like you don't just uh, like guard that relationship and new wine comes out of a cluster. It doesn't come out of a single grape. Anything good comes out of a group. It doesn't come out of a, yeah. Even, even Joshua had an army. Jesus had disciples. There was never a lone, you know, there was, God puts us, he sets the solitary in families. That doesn't just, that isn't just good news for the orphan. That's instruction for all of us. You're not meant to be solitary. You're not meant to be alone. You're meant to have people around you who keep your feet on the floor. Men's Day will make life real for you. You get a big head, <laughs> 3.3 million views until you go to practice and you're told, can you move those chairs? And you're like, okay. I'm just not as big of a deal as I thought I was. You need that in your life. It's healthy. It's good. Yeah, you're passionate about this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I am. You might need to edit that down. Nah, I'm not editing nothing, <laughs> man. <laughs> that was perfect. In fact, thank you so much, Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Alan, because there's somebody else also in this interview, man, who's... Hottest man uh, sitting right over there. Uh, thank Honestly, honestly, I'm so grateful for for your conversation even for me i'm just feeling so sharpened and just also rebuked <laughs> <laughs> don't be rebuked be no, encouraged no. yeah anyhow that let's do this before you leave let's jump onto the piano oh, at cool. least get 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 one hit play a song yeah let's do it so uh, yeah
This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.